Planning a trip? Call my friend Jessica Vila from Sweet Bay Travel Concierge at 623-225-9609. While she can book a trip for you anywhere in the world, she specializes in Disney trips. If you're looking for a more luxurious and personalized cruise experience, Jessica can help you set sail in style with Disney Cruise Line's Concierge Level. This service gives you priority check-in and boarding, early access to your stateroom and show seating, free internet, exclusive character meet and greets, a private sun deck, and more. But what if you don't want concierge level and still want to take a Disney cruise? Regardless of your choice, Jessica will make sure that every aspect of your cruise is perfect. She can also book you on an Adventures by Disney world-class travel experience. With over 40 adventures over seven continents, Adventures by Disney provides a culturally immersive, once-in-a-lifetime dream vacation. You'll get VIP treatment, the world's best adventure guides, special activities for junior adventurers, and more. No matter the destination, Jessica will put together that perfect trip just for you. She will literally handle everything. Begin your new adventure by calling Jessica at 623-225-9609 or email her at jessica at sweetbaytravelconcierge.com. That's sweetbay, B-A-Y, travelconcierge.com. Why have a regular vacation when you can have a magical one? For those of you who love all things Disney, check out the Mouse and Me podcast. Oh wait, that's this podcast. Hi, I'm Scott Jacobs, the creator and host of The Mouse and Me. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. And if you're returning, welcome back. I created this podcast because I'm a curious person. I like to know the hows and whys behind things. I also know a lot of pretty cool Disney people who have amazing stories, and I wanted to hear and share those stories with you. The Mouse and Me is a one-man band. In addition to hosting the show, I'm the talent scout, researcher, writer, director, editor, and producer, and I'd love your support. If you feel so inclined, please visit patreon.com slash the mouse and me. There, you can make a one-time donation or set up a recurring payment in the amount of your choosing. Any monetary support would be greatly appreciated and will go towards recording and technology equipment, research and producing, maintaining and publicizing the podcast. Again, that's patreon.com slash the mouse and me. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Mouse and Me. Be sure to follow the show on social media by searching The Mouse and Me. I post questions, pictures, and information about past, current, and upcoming guests. And I also do Fun Fact Friday because I love my fun facts. So definitely like, follow, and share. The Mouse and Me, a podcast for those who love all things Disney. This ad was brought to you by Shameless Plug Productions in association with The Mouse and Me Podcast. To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. Hi, I'm Scott Jacobs, and this is season two of The Mouse and Me. On the show, I'll chat with my pals who come from all walks of Disney life, including Imagineers, dancers, technicians, directors, musicians, and stuntmen, and Broadway friends who have worked on stage and behind the scenes. We'll talk attractions, shows, food, characters, tips and tricks for planning your trip and navigating the parks, and more. Now, Put on your Mickey ears or your princess crown and enjoy season two of The Mouse and Me. Hello and welcome back, everyone. As always, I'm your host, Scott Jacobs, and I'm so glad that you found your way to my podcast. Last week, Dee and I talked about her time singing as a guest entertainer on Disney Cruise Line, what it was like playing the role of Nemo in Finding Nemo the Musical at Disney's Animal Kingdom, her thoughts about arts funding in schools, and so much more. 
This week, Dee and I continue our conversation where she talks about her favorite show and snack in the Disney parks, her thoughts on Disney's California adventure, her experiences on Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure, why Haunted Mansion is her all-time favorite attraction, and so much more. Thanks for stopping by the podcast, everyone. I'm so excited to give you the rest of my conversation with the wonderfully talented and oh-so-sweet Dee Quintero. If you hadn't chosen a career in the arts, what other field would you have pursued? I would have pursued probably criminal psychology. Mm. I think that is so fascinating. I loved Criminal Minds growing up. (laughs) Um, But I think the why is so fascinating to me. Why do people do – I mean – you find that in performing, right? You find that in acting, like, why is my character whatever? But I think that underlining wanting to understand the the human psyche is something that is really – I'm so drawn to it, so probably criminal psychology or okay. math, I anything in math, like a mathematician. Okay. I love math. Now, I have a special question that came in from South Florida. Who is your favorite middle school theater teacher? Obviously, Mr. Danny Slowick. <laughs> I, he taught me so much. He taught me so much. He was very, very influential in my, in developing my love for theater, for sure. He is a wonderful man. Yeah. He, you know, he, he brags about you. I don't know if you know this or not, but he, he does brag about you all the time. And I hope you know how proud he is of you. He's so, he's so wonderful. I, 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 he tells me frequently how proud he is. And I, it, it does mean a lot. I, I really value our, I really value our friendship. Nice. Well, I interviewed him for the podcast and actually, all right, so today, May 1st, is when you and I are recording this. I have no idea when it's going to drop, probably (laughs) in a month or two or who the heck knows. Sure. But tomorrow, May 2nd, is part one of my interview with Danny. That's so exciting. Yes. Oh, I'll have to listen in. I, he, he is wonderful and he has so many good things to share. Oh, he does. He absolutely does. He, he's he's one of the best ones out there. Oh, for sure. He, oh, oh, when I talked about, you know, learning learning things in your drama class that you then applied to, there are two or three very specific people that I think about in those moments where I, they've taught me life lessons and I didn't know I was learning them because I was in drama class. He mm-hmm. is definitely one of those people, for sure. Nice. Yeah. I have another question for you from our friend Billy. Okay. So when I was talking with Billy, he told me that he saw you in a production of Next to Normal and that your performance was so incredible, he couldn't even speak and was in tears at how amazing you were. Billy wants to know, why are you so amazing? Oh, Billy. (laughs) That's his question. I love it. He's he's so he's so kind. He's so kind. He I will never forget the day after that like Monday after I came in, that Monday after the show, he he could not stop just giving me the like the kindest words, and those words I, he'll never know. Um, I'll never be able to adequately express how much his kind words mean to me, and how much his how how much that like helps to continue my motivation. 
like on the darkest, darkest days, sometimes just thinking about those kind words that he has said to me specifically really helped me to give me that push that I have to get through the day. Uh, he is such an amazing individual and I just – sometimes it's very surreal that that man thinks that of me, you know? Mm-hmm. I love him. He's so mm-hmm. wonderful. I love him. He is. He is. He's so kind. You get to create a new stage show for a Disney park. What kind of show are you creating and in what park will it be? I – well, I would have said Rogers the Musical, but obviously that's happening. So I I'm know. very excited. Isn't that great? Yes. I'm so, so excited. So I... did you see the the, uh, the performance on YouTube from D23? Uh, no, not yet. I haven't. Oh, D, you have to I check need it to, out. I need to. So fun fact, Rory Donovan, who uh-huh. was a guest on the podcast several times, did a, cool. a bunch of work for Disney. He was the singing voice for Captain America in the Hawkeye TV show. Oh, cool. And then for the D23, he was Captain America live on stage. Yes. I yes. love that. That is really cool. And I can't believe they're bringing it to California Adventure. And I might have a chance to see it because I'm doing a very special daddy-daughter Disneyland trip this summer. And I hope Rogers the Musical is playing at that time. But yes, I I can't believe that's coming. I'm so excited. I think it's such a cool use of that space. I love that they're using the space, that Mm -hmm. that theater is not going vacant. Oh, uh, it's such a beautiful space. So it I is. can't wait to see how they're able to utilize it to its fullest potential with Rogers. I'm so, I'm so excited. Okay, so so obviously oh. Rogers is not your show because it's already not happening. my show. <laughs> I I mean you gosh. you can incorporate the characters. It's totally up to you. I don't know. I I think I would love to. I would love to do a show in Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. I think that feels very fitting, and I think that. Studios studios is in a very transitionary time right now. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, a lot of things that are changing right now. Um which is great. You know, bring in mm. bring in some new things and some new shows and some new guest experiences and I would really love to I would love to do another like full Broadway style show. Mhm. I like I from would one love of the to Disney do... or Pixar properties, or would you just like pick pick and choose like specific songs like from a whole bunch of different movies? I would I would make it like pick and choose from a bunch of different movies. Okay. I would do it very similar to um how they have oh gosh, what is the show? I think it's called Dream on the Wonder. Basically, it follows the story of this girl and she's about to go into middle school and she's scared that like she's gonna lose all of her she she's scared like kids are going to make fun of her because she still believes in things. And it's basically mm-hmm. her journey of going through and being like, no, like you can still like you might be growing up, but that doesn't mean that you have to leave this magic behind. You can take the magic with you. And mm-hmm. she is visited by various characters. And I think that for I think that the Disney repertoire is so large. That it. There are so there, the pool is so big that it only makes sense to pick and choose from to touch upon various stories mm-hmm. that mean so much to so many people, so that you can reach so many different people, all through telling the story of 
I would probably make it very similar to that of a little girl or a little boy who is really struggling with growing up because of all of these things that they growing up is hard, mm-hmm. you know? And I think something that is not emphasized enough is as you transition into your adult life, you are allowed to continue to have wonder and to be awestruck by the world and to be curious and to keep these things that that spark joy in you. And I would love to see that story told through as certain Disney characters visit this mm. kid. Nice. Yeah. If you were in charge of the Disney parks, what if any changes would you make? I would bring back Citizens of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the changes that I would make would be to bring back a lot of those a lot of those entertainment offerings. There's a bigger conversation about why entertainment is usually the first one to be cut. Mm-hmm. And while we may not be able to solve that, you know what I mean? Or like solve that problem. I think that's something that can be done is to just bring back more entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would try to find ways to do that, whether it's through citizens of Hollywood or whether we have another show in Hollywood studios and just more, I would want it to be more more than just a meet and greet, right? Or more than just a musical review. You know, really bringing back some of those stories that resonate with people. However there, that however we can find that, you know? Now there is a ton of entertainment out at the Disneyland Resort. It is the the best part about the Disneyland Resort is that they have this much land. And they made sure to jam pack every single inch. 100%. And it feels like they are constantly upgrading or introducing new elements. And even if those elements fail, right? Let's say they introduce this one thing and it is not received well by the guests. They're trying and they're trying to, they're like, okay, so that didn't work. So how can we make this better? Mm -hmm. This really hit. So how can we implement that over here? And I think that's so cool. Mm-hmm. The the newness that they get, like the, the new things that they get are so cool. You mentioned Hollywood Studios. Now, I know that The Little Mermaid is done. Like that show is done. Um, yeah. Mold or I don't know, something. So let's fix it up. Oh my gosh, let's yes. Let's make it, you know, compliant and clean and safe for everyone. And let's put a show in there. I mean, look, I will never understand when any, any company, Apple, Disney, Exxon, I don't know. Coca-Cola, we made, we cleared $10 billion this year. Right. But but we don't consider it to be enough. Oh, my God. At what point? How much? When is it enough? I know. I know. Like, the Walt Disney Company is an entertainment company. Right. And I think that their shows and their streetmosphere, like, that sets them apart from the competition. Like, Put it in the parks. Put it where people want to see it. Put exactly. it where people should see it. That's what brings people back, and that is what is unfortunately something that gets lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Because I think it is not you can you can't quantify it in the way that you can t-shirt sales. You know what I mean? Or I, which is so unfortunate, but it's like what you're not seeing is that if you if you invest in these entertainment offerings, you will get that back tenfold. People will want to go see those things again and again. 
Right. I mean, I go to the parks often enough and I see Nemo time and time again. I see Fessel the Lion King time and time again. Why? Because they're good shows. They're solid shows. People will come back to see it again and again and again. Just like people will ride Everest again and again. Right. So. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Because again, when... When is it enough? You there was so much made in revenue, so let's let's throw that back into the park, throw mm-hmm. that back into entertainment, throw it back into the investment that you've made in these parks. You know, yeah. all of these but, parks were an investment. Throw it back, hundred percent, and and let's let's get more people working. Yeah, yeah, and make sure that all of these spaces, like Little Mermaid, right, a, be- a beautiful, beautiful theater, get it out. Let's let's gutter. It'll it'll take you. It'll take a minute. Mm-hmm. But once you remount a show, oh my gosh, you'll be able to have so much, you'll, that, that whole, that whole space will be so much better utilized than whatever is happening right now. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, bring that storybook show. I think it's in, oh gosh, which, I think it's. Oh, in Disneyland? In, yeah, no, in, um, I think it's in China. Maybe it's in. Shanghai Disneyland. I don't, uh, my friend's doing it right now and it's the storybook show and they have like Merida and Rapunzel. Um, and they're like, the sets are gorgeous. Bring that show over here. Let's get, let's get some more princesses if we want to, you know what I mean? Like you could do a whole, a whole big hero six show if you wanted to Mm -hmm. do a monsters do, do put that thing back where it came from. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But put something in there to utilize that space in an entertainment way. Now, besides entertainment, is there another role that you'd like to have with the Walt Disney Company? I would love to be, I would love to be, I think that's still entertainment. I really, I think that I would love to be in other facets of entertainment, whether it's on, you know, on the more back end creative side of of the table, Mm -hmm. Um, in show creation, maybe in a social media marketing way, but that's. I don't think I don't know that there's another place that I would love to be in mm-hmm. that is that doesn't deal with entertainment. That's but fair. I think it's just because I'm so passionate about entertainment and the arts. <laughs> and we need more people like you. We need that passion. <laughs> so, D, during every interview, I like to play some Disney games with my guest, and it's that time. Are you ready to play some Disney games? I'm ready to play some Disney games. And now it's time to play Huey, Dewey, and Louie. D, I'm going to name three things, and you have to rank them in the order you prefer. Are you ready? I'm ready. Rise of the Resistance, Web Slingers, A Spider-Man Adventure, Haunted Mansion. Oh, you have picked the three, my three favorite things in this entire life. <laughs> oh. Well, let's break it down. Okay, I, okay, 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 okay. (laughs) You can do it. Of Let It Be Known, listener, these are my three favorite rides, period. So (laughs) we're already in top tier. These are the top tier. That's all you need to know. I would probably have to go Web Slingers, Rise, Haunted Mansion. Okay, why in that order? Haunted Mansion is my favorite thing of favorite things. It is one of my very first memories as a human. 
Hmm. And the nostalgia aspect of, of it is so cool, seeing how they transform it for Nightmare Before Christmas over in Disneyland mm-hmm. is, it was a spiritual experience for me. <laughs> it was so cool. And I think that there's so much that's tied to Haunted Mansion that it would have to stay number one. Rise okay. of the Resistance at second, at a close second, because it is one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. Okay. It yeah, is I, so- I mean, it's remarkable. Amazing. I that mean, thirteen minute experience is something that I'll never forget. Ever. I I think I spent the entire time with my jaw on the floor, and the fact that everything is to scale, I, my 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 brain couldn't understand what was happening, and it okay. it might have it might have gotten number one had it not been because I vehemently hate Kylo Ren. <laughs> he's so a part of this, which like I understand. But, um, and then Web Slingers, I think third. I, I mean, Spider-Man's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I love Spider-Man. I got to live out my Spider-Man dreams. I think it's only third because sometimes it could get a little clunky. I, I can see it getting a little clunky. Obviously, I didn't get clunky because I've been practicing my web slinging my whole life. <laughs> but. Were your, did your arms feel like they were going to fall off at the end of that? I. I have never felt such pain. <laughs> I I committed so hard to that bit and I really should not have because the next 2 days I was I was so sore. My arms hurt. I felt like I had been doing broadsword stage combat. Like that was the last time that my arms felt so sore and in so much pain. It was an experience. Yeah, yeah. I, I got off that ride and I'm like, um, I just need to sit. Uh-huh. I mean, I was sitting on the ride, but oh, you oh, yeah. were oh, oh yeah. so very active. Oh, yeah, so I just active. needed to sit and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, don't ask arms. me. I'm not going to text. Like, I, I wasn't even texting anyone. I was like, I'm just going to sit here with my arms falling at my side, resting. <laughs> but it's so amazing how accurate that yes! is. The technology in that ride is unreal. Mm-hmm. It, the fact that you can do different things with your web and it recognizes that just from the way that you're, you're swinging your web and what I, I, if I think too much about it, my brain starts to hurt. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Now, have you ever been walked off of Rise of the Resistance or Haunted Mansion? No. No, uh, I've done Haunted Mansion with the lights on, on a field trip. Oh, you lucky devil! Yeah, we got to go back. We got to go backstage, and underneath in the ballroom scene, and that was really cool. Um, but no, I've never been walked off of. Okay, I don't. I don't think I've ever been walked off of any ride. Now, when you say field trip, was that like it was a field trip as a Disney employee, or you were in school? I was in field school. Trip. I was in middle school. I was oh. in middle school and I was a part of um I was a part of the gym program, which I got to I was accelerated in math and I think it was for like eighth grade or something. I don't remember it. The whole thing was like math and if you if you ride, we rode um there were a bunch of like activities that we did. We got to ride Space Mountain with the lights on and off so that you could see mm. the structural engineering marvel that is that whole entire roller coaster you know what i mean everything is so compact and to i mean to the 
the millimeter and like do um big thunder mountain and you had to have a cup of water and how can you move how do you move to keep as much water as you can and all of those mm. like fun activities and then for what I, I don't remember how i don't remember what we did on haunted mansion but i do remember we went and we saw like the ballroom situation mm. it's always and been a got- dream of mine to have the lights on for haunted mansion mm-hmm. and space mountain and it's Yet to happen. I mean, uh, we were just over in Disneyland Paris and we did get stuck on Peter Pan <gasps> and the lights turned on and I have some pretty cool photos of that. Oh, it was sick. neat. Um, and then in when I was in Disneyland last, Rise of the Resistance went down while I was on it in that room no. where, where the big cannons move forward. Yes. The cannon yeah. ballet. Yes. So, so I was stuck on that for 45 minutes. No yeah. way. It was a long time. Of all the rooms to get stuck at. I know. I, know. I mean, after I mean, a cool. few seconds, like everything did like shut down. Like the, right. the the background music went off. The screen where you see all the, the spaceships, you know, all that, that went out. And then the regular lights came on. And yeah, they didn't rescue us for 45 minutes. They were there chatting with us, but we didn't right. get out of the ride vehicle for 45 minutes. Did they evacuate off the ride? They did. Nice. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. (laughs) So the next Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Okay. Dole Whip, Churro, Popcorn. Dole Whip is definitely three. Um, Okay. I I like- Not a fan? No. I can appreciate Dole Whip, but it is not my go-to. Okay. Uh, Dole Whip, Popcorn, Churro. Okay. So Churro was first. Churro was first. Okay. I love I love popcorn. Popcorn is one of my favorite snacks. Sometimes it's hit or miss. Sometimes you're mm. like, oh, when did this – uh, the popcorn always hits. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. sometimes it hits a little bit harder and there's always that gamble. But churros, they hit 100% of the time. Okay. Now, when you and I were talking, you mentioned something about a buffalo chicken and waffle sandwich. Okay. So there was a stand. It was a cute little a cute little window. In Animal Kingdom, like 2015, 2016, a million years ago, and they had, it was a waffle with this amazing buffalo chicken and had arugula and it was a sandwich. And I think about that sandwich, Scott, all the time. <laughs> it it was, it was, the chicken was perfectly cooked. It was super juicy. There was so much buffalo sauce. My mouth was on fire which nice. I love spicy things, so get at me. The arugula <laughs> had this bee. Uh, it was it was the perfect bite. And they don't have it anymore. No. I don't know where it went. I don't know when it went away. I just know that sometimes on my way in or out of a Nemo shift, I would stop by that stand to get it. And then one day it was just gone. It wasn't there anymore. Well, D, I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. You too. <laughs> All right, the next Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Casey's Corner, Be Our Guest, Jungle Skipper Canteen. Number three is is Jungle Skipper Canteen. Very good. Not my favorite. Number two, Casey's Corner, a must. Mm -hmm. Number one, Be Our Guest. They have a braised short rib situation. (laughs) <laughs> that that they have for lunch. It's one of their lunch options. I've and had it that. is so it's so good. It is very good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. A wonderful comfort food when you're sitting in the what and what is it the 
his wing. Is it the West Wing? Is it the East Wing? Oh, it's one uh, of the wings. One of the forbidden of wings. The, the 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 scary wing where it's raining and his picture's there and it's scratched and yes, that yeah. one. Yep, that one. You know, the wing. The wing. Now, yep. did you try the gray stuff? I did. It was good. Was it just good? It wasn't delicious. Um, no, it was pretty delicious. Okay. By the end of the meal, it was a great way to like end the meal. Okay. All right. Yeah. The next Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Now, with all this food, we need something to wash it down. And since we're adults here, margarita at the Mexico Pavilion, Ooh. Grand Marnier slushy at the oh. France Pavilion, Strongbow and Black from the UK Pavilion. <sighs> okay. 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 Um. <laughs> again, top tier drinks. I would do. Uh, <laughs> Sl- uh, Grand Marnier slushy is third. Mm-hmm. Strongbow and black is second, and a margarita is first. Okay, well there you have it. Uh, what flavor margarita? The pink peppercorn. I don't know. I think it. I don't think they have it anymore. But that pink peppercorn was so good. Now, when you go to Epcot mm-hmm. from the front, as you're walking towards World Showcase, do you go to Mexico first or Canada first? Mexico. Always. Me- always. No, that's not true. The only time I do Canada first is during food and wine because I will hit Canada to get the cheese soup Mm. and the steak. Mm -hmm. And then I will kind of make my way around and end with tacos because I love tacos. Mm -hmm. But all the other times we are, I am starting in Mexico. Okay. I've mentioned this before on, on, on the podcast. People have very strong opinions as far as which way to go. Very strong. It's they're very strong. It's very divided. I People know. get very defensive, and I'm like, you guys, it's okay. Choose your own adventure. I, I mean, if if I'm going to Ratatouille, of course I'm going to go Canada. And of someone course. said, and if you go Canada, it's like you're swimming upstream. You are. However, <laughs> I'm going to get to Ratatouille a little bit quicker. Right. It's the shorter yeah. way. It is a shorter way. Yeah. This is the way. Correct. <laughs> okay, Mulan. Moana, Ariel. That's the order. Mulan, Moana, Ariel. All right, Mulan first. Yeah. I Why? love Mulan. I, I love Mulan. I appreciate Mulan. Her songs are banger. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Mulan and then Moana. I, I think I think I just resonate a little bit more with Moana because of the relationship with her grandmother. Mm-hmm. That resonates with me a little bit more, and that's the only reason why she jumps up to second. Okay. Over over Mulan, and then Ariel is just top tier. I love Ariel. <laughs> She's pretty cool. She's great. I love her. All I love right. her. Yep. So the next Huey, Dewey, and Louie, because you were in Finding Nemo the musical, mm-hmm. fish, friends, food. Fish, food, friends. I fish. love fish. Mm-hmm. Love fish. Fish are great. But friend or but food first. Food food above fish. Because while fish can be food, not all food can be fish. Mm-hmm. And then friends are peak. Okay. All right, wait, 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 hold on. So wait, give me the order again. Sorry. Fish, food is first. Friends. Yeah. Uh, okay. so fi- fish would be third. Okay. Second is food, and first is friends. Gotcha. Good call. Okay. Yeah. The next Huey Dewey and Louie, California Adventure. Magic Kingdom, Disney's Animal Kingdom. 
Animal Kingdom third. Animal Kingdom third, Magic Kingdom second, California Adventure first. Mm. Isn't California mm-hmm. Adventure just special? I loved it. I, I'm there was so much to do, to see, to ride, to experience. Avengers Campus alone, I could have sat there all day. Mm-hmm. I could have sat there all day. The the amount of characters that they have walking around, coming out, having their own entertainment show, like having their own little entertainment offering. Mm-hmm. I got to see Mbatu do his um his little show that they have. And he's not like in a crazy theater. He comes out, he's mic'd, and he it's it's all audience participation, which is great. In that is the perfect example of how to do audience participation. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, the way that the way that that show was structured was so cool. And the fact that they had that show was so cool. And they had the Doctor Strange experience. And I Mar- I mean, Avengers Campus alone is enough mm-hmm. to put that over the top. Now, what would you think about the Incredicoaster? I loved Incredicoaster. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. It was so yeah. fun. It, it, it was a whirlwind and it felt so long. It's the sixth longest steel coaster. Is it? Yeah. Or oh, at cool. least when I did the research and found that fact. I mean, I don't know if another coaster has jumped up in the list, but I mean, oh, as that- far as like within the past year, it was. That makes a lot of sense. That is a great coaster. Mm-hmm. It's Zero so to facelift in like three seconds. My gosh. <laughs> and just the way that they incorporate like the family throughout the the number and how the the coaster kind of evolves with with whoever is like holding Jack Jack or trying to get to Jack Jack. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was very, it was very, very cool. I love I love the cookie smell. Yes. Did you have a Jack Jack cookie num num when you got off of the ride? Um, I don't think I did. I think by the time we got off the ride, it was we were pretty focused on getting to get seats for the light or for the nighttime show. Okay. Well so the we next like, time you go. Okay. As soon as you get off the ride, there's a big stand right there, and you can get a Jack Jack cookie num num. Okay. It is heaven yum yum. Mmm. Do you like chocolate chip cookies? I love chocolate chip cookies. Do you like warm, soft chocolate chip cookies? I sure do. Well, this is like a little cake. It's a it's it's like this big. It's about yay thick. It's about at least a half inch to three quarter inch thick. It's soft. It's warm. It's gooey. It's heaven. Say you less. You have to try it. I will dive into it. <laughs> now, do you still go into Hollywood Studios? Um, Every now and again, yeah. So they have it in Hollywood Studios right near One Man's Dream. What? Yep. Well, I guess I'm going to Hollywood Studios this week. <laughs> I gotta go. It's, it's, it's right when you make... Right before you make the turn to go to Toy Story Land. Okay. It's on your left-hand side... At one of those carts, Jack Jack okay. Cookie Num Num. I want a full report. I will. I will give you the full report back. Yes, absolutely. And I want a picture of you holding the Jack Jack Cookie Num Num. Ten out of ten. Yes, I will okay. go get one. Great. All right. I have the last two we do, Ian Louie, for you. Okay. Voices of Liberty, a Frozen sing along celebration, Festival of the Lion King. Frozen is third. Lion King second, Voices first. Isn't Voices just something special? 
it, there's no other word for it than a very, than very, very special. Mm-hmm. It, the, it is the pinnacle of what so many vocalists like strive to, you know what I mean? Like it is, mm-hmm. it is to be a part of the voices collective is such a huge accomplishment as a vocalist. And the, the things that their arrangements are so intense and so they're, they're just, they're stunning. They're so moving. Mm -hmm. And it is, I, I could talk about voices all day. It is the best acapella you'll ever hear. It really is wonderful. I, I was fortunate enough to interview two people from voices of Liberty and, um, just, uh, do you know, Karen Schreiner? Uh, I know of her. We've met very briefly. Okay. Um, I interviewed her and okay. uh, that's coming up soon. Cool. And then, or at least at the time of, of this Recording. interview. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tiffany Coburn. I interviewed She's her. She's phenomenal. Yes, she is. Yes. She's a beast. Yeah. She, I, she is unreal. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. The vocal agility on that woman. Forget it. <laughs> I know, I know. I I pulled up a YouTube video of her singing the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, flawless. Yeah. It, she is flawless. Yeah, and ridiculous. her integrity as a person is unmatched. She's mm-hmm. wonderful. Her interview is already available. Uh, that's in season one of The okay. Mouse and Me. Come on. We love See? multiple seasons. So that's the last one that I had for you. Thank you for playing Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Do you have time yeah. to play one more game? Of course. Excellent. This game is called As the Nose Grows, Pinocchio, True or False. I'm going to give you a statement, and you have to tell me whether you think that statement is true or false. Oh, gosh. Okay. You're going to be just fine. (laughs) Finding Nemo the Musical debuted at Disney's Animal Kingdom in January 2007. True or false? This show was the first production that composers and lyricists Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez did for Disney. That's That's true? No, that's false because Frozen had come out already. Do you want to go with your first answer? Yes, I do. That is correct. It is. It is true. It is that- true. That was their first Disney project. Uh, their uh, their next Disney project was Frozen. Ah. Mm-hmm. Then Frozen 2, Coco, the 2011 Disney film Winnie the Pooh, and the 2021 Disney Plus series WandaVision. Ah, uh, WandaVision. A masterpiece. I loved it. Ah, uh, same. Fun fact, on the Finding Nemo the Musical soundtrack recording, Robert Lopez is Marlon and Kristen Anderson Lopez is Dory. Cute. Isn't that cool? That is very cool. I don't think I knew that. See? You learn something new every day. All right. The next one. Every Disney ship in the fleet has a character on the stern. The Disney Magic features Goofy. The Disney Wonder has Donald Duck. Sorcerer Mickey is on the Disney Dream. The Disney Wish has Rapunzel. And Dumbo is on the Disney Fantasy. True or false? While Dumbo serves as the ship's stern character... In real life, it would take about 19,000 adult male African elephants to match the weight of the Disney fantasy. True. That is 100% true. I mean, I couldn't make that up. 
if I tried. <laughs> That's a very specific amount it's of very elephants. <laughs> so a male African elephant can weigh up to seven tons, and the Disney Fantasy weighs 130,000 gross tons. Wow. Fun fact, the Disney Fantasy is more than 500 times heavier than the Statue of Liberty. And you know what? I believe it. Mm-hmm. She's a, she's a big ship. She is a big ship. She's massive. I have one more for you. Okay. On September 7th, 1998, Mr. Toad's wild ride at Magic Kingdom closed and was replaced by the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. True or false? The Haunted Mansion, one of your favorite attractions, is the only attraction at Walt Disney World to pay tribute to Mr. Toad's wild ride. False. It is false. You know where they pay tribute to Mr. Toad on Haunted Mansion, do you? Uh, isn't at the isn't, end. Is, yeah, isn't he in um in one of the little thingies? He's you know in what I'm the, saying. <laughs> uh, so he's in the cemetery yes. up on the hill, and he yeah. has his little tombstone. So yes, and in the grave party. That is correct. And there's another nod to Mr. Toad, and it's actually in. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I think I did hear about this as like a, as like paying homage mm-hmm. to him. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. As soon as you go through the first set of doors, if you look back on your left, you'll see a framed picture of Mr. Toad handing the deed over to Owl. Yes, 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 yes. That's I so love sweet. Those. Mm-hmm. Well, Dee, thank you for playing Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And as the nose grows, Pinocchio, true or false? Two games where the points mean nothing, but I hope you had a good time anyway. I had such a good time. I love games. They're great. At the end of every interview, I like to ask my Disney Fab Five questions in honor of the original Disney Fab Five, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and Pluto. Who is your favorite Disney character from the movies? Ariel. Mm. I love Ariel. Tell me why. I love Ariel. I think I resonated with Ariel's sense of obsession with another world. She was Mm. so obsessed with the human world. And my whole life, I've been so obsessed with the film world. And I just really, I resonate with collecting things that are meaningful, that, that bring you closer to that, that thing that you are so in love with. Nice. Yeah. And she's courageous. And she, uh, I mean, watching the TV show, you get to see like how kind she is and and how brave she is. And that really resonated with me as a kid. Who's your favorite character to meet in the parks? Baymax. I love meeting Baymax. That is the best hug you'll ever get is a Baymax (laughs) hug. I love meeting Baymax. Nice. And he's at Epcot, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's where I met him. I did meet Baymax and the hug was kind of cool. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like hugging a weird marshmallow, like yeah. a weird puff of, yeah. I was just going to say like hugging a big marshmallow. Yeah. Yeah. Very bad. All right. But he's so great. He's so fun to meet. If you could ask any character a question, who would you ask and what would you ask? Hmm. I would ask. I would ask Abuela from Encanto. I would ask her if she has any regrets about the way that time passed, the way that the way that her life kind of played out with the house after Mirabelle didn't get her door. Mm. Like, were there any choices that she made that she regrets? You know, 
I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but I, I just watched that movie for the first time. I loved it. So good. And I don't know why I waited so long. And I, I'm going to watch it again because it really, really was spectacular. It's so it's such a good movie. Mm-hmm. And especially like I, as a, a first generation kid of immigrants, there was so much of my family that I saw in that in various ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a really, really pretty film. It's a beautiful film. It's very mm-hmm. special. But yeah, I would want to, and part of that is probably like healing my own trauma. You know what I mean? Like talking mm-hmm. about my own grandmothers, but it's a great film. I'm glad you finally watched it. it it's oh. okay that it took you a little bit, but I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. As if I had anything to do with the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was channeling D. Okay, what would she want me to watch? Yep. Encanto. Obviously, Encanto. I've seen that movie <laughs> an embarrassing amount of times. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have one special quality of any Disney character, what would it be? I want to have Vanellope's spunk and tenacity. Mm-hmm. The audacity of that child is amazing, and I want that. She's so fearless. Mm-hmm. She's such a go-getter. She's such a thrill seeker, and I... I th- I love that. I want I want that. Whatever she's having is what I want to have. <laughs> and no better person could have voiced that character than Sarah Silverman. Oh, I mean flawless. Mm-hmm. That was perfect casting. Disney has the amazing ability to cast perfection. Yes, they do. They their casting always hits. Mm-hmm. They're so good. And even when you look at the casting and you're like, this is an interesting choice, but then you watch it in the full context and you're like, no, this is, there was no, there was no other person that could have voiced this character. Mm -hmm. This, this was perfect. If you could spend a day with Walt Disney, what would you do? If I could spend the day with Walt Disney, I would, I would ask him to take me to all of the cool secret places that he loved, that he knew of. Like I wanna like I would love to see like Club Thirty Three and and all and like you know Cinderella's sweet, but I I want to know like the cool hidden gems that like he knew that were specific for him, mm-hmm. and then I would take him to some of my favorite spots. I would take him to Trader Sam's. I love Trader Sam's, such a cool mm-hmm. place. And I would probably take him to the Orlando area, like just like drive him around and be like, look at look at how much Central Florida has changed from when you bought this land. Like, let's go to Mills 50 and let's go eat at Chicken or Pig Floyd's. Let's just go eat some really good food and hang out. That's nice. that's what I would do. I think that'd be cool to just like chat and bond over food. All right. Well, D, thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. Thank you for sharing stories about your time as a guest entertainer on Disney Cruise Line and your time is Nemo in Finding Nemo the Musical. You are a delight, and I am so happy to know you. Likewise, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was really fun to talk about these things. It was fun to share stories with you and hear all about your adventures. Well, thank you. Yeah. And that'll do it for this episode of The Mouse and Me. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And tell all of your friends. And if you didn't like it, well, 
you can tell your enemies. <laughs> um, be sure to follow the mouse and me on social media and support the show at patreon.com backslash the mouse and me. Um, okay, that's all for now. Thanks for listening and um, see you real soon. <laughs>